and welcome back to the Fantasy Football CU Podcast. Andrew here with you again today. And in this episode, we're going to talk about free agency. There's been some franchise tag players. Looking forward to that a little bit. The NFL Combine, that started, and there's some interesting things to talk about there. And the basics of fantasy football, getting back to what it is, the definition, and looking into that, and then this week we'll talk about why you should play. But first, before we get into anything, as always, let's get into the Word of God. And today we're going to the book of 2 Timothy. We're looking at chapter 2, verse 16. Avoid godless chatter, because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. This is basically talking about gossiping. Sometimes when we gossip, we don't really make any beneficial conversations. We just kind of talk a little bit negative or bad about somebody else. And that makes us more and more ungodly. Now, if we're talking about people and trying to figure out how to help them, that's different. But we should try our best to avoid chatter, avoid godless chatter, avoid gossiping, because that isn't godly. And we're supposed to be more and more like Christ. And he would never do that. All right. Now let's get into it. Let's talk about the combine a little bit to begin with here. Combine has started. And this is kind of where all these college players trying to get drafted show how physically gifted they are by doing 40-yard dashes, bench presses, see how many um, reps they can do how high their vertical is, how quick they are around certain drills. And most of this doesn't really determine how good a player is. That's the tape. That's that's their actual gameplay. That's, that's how they played the game. That's their stats. That's how well they played on the field. It's the games that determine how good these players are. But the combine can kind of... Um, going to kind of narrow down the field a little bit because a lot of players put up similar numbers depending on their position. And the combine shows who's the most physically gifted, who's the fastest straight line runner, who's the quickest around some cones, who's the strongest, who has the highest jump, who sometimes can throw just darts at certain parts of the field for the quarterback drills. So this kind of gets players kind of away from the pack, so to speak. And in the combine, sometimes these guys, they really can make the most money by showing how fast they truly are. That can kind of, they make a lot of money in this combine. Sometimes they shouldn't be. Sometimes this combine causes teams to draft players higher than they should have, but it's still very interesting to see. Um, so far, it's been some defensive ends that showed out some speed, defensive tackles. I think the corners had their combine. Um, quarterbacks haven't done theirs yet. I think theirs is Sunday, maybe maybe today, maybe on Saturday. Um, same with the receivers. But it's really interesting to see how fast and how quick these guys truly are. And that really, really shakes up the draft, which isn't that far away. It's about a month away. Um, but a lot of players don't really do a lot at the combine anymore. They mainly do their things at their pro days. 
which takes us to talking about a couple players here, mainly Caleb Williams. It's kind of interesting to see what he's doing because he's not really doing anything at the Combine. He's doing his interviews, which is another big thing at the Combine. Coaches and scouts actually get to talk to these players. That, to me, is the biggest thing. Having one-on-one conversations, seeing who this player actually is, getting to know them a little bit. That's where teams truly fall in love, so to speak, with a certain player. They say, okay, that's the kind of person I want on my team. That's the kind of character I want. So that really helps out. But Caleb Williams, he's not throwing at the combine, which isn't this is not uncommon. A lot of cornerbacks decide to do their throwing at their pro days with receivers that they're used to throwing to. But the biggest thing is he's not allowing teams to see his medical records at the combine. He's only going to do that um, behind the scenes at his pro day or teams that are truly interested in him. And I don't know if that's really going to help him out. He is the consensus number one, but a lot of teams sometimes look for whatever they can to determine if they truly want to draft a player. And if he's being a little bit secretive, a little bit strange as far as that's concerned, not revealing a lot of information, that might actually deter teams from drafting him. I I don't know. He might slip down a little bit. He's projected number one overall by most people, but that might switch depending on how this goes. Um, But stuff like that sometimes tends to happen, but maybe not to that extreme. Players a lot of times don't really show stuff until their pro days because I feel like they can do better there, but it's going to be interesting to see. And also, Michael Penix Jr. has shown all of his medical records, and he says that he is cleared. He is healthy. That was one of the big things to see because he's had like two bad ACL injuries, almost like back-to-back years. He's had some shoulder issues his first couple years, but last year he was fully healthy, played all the games, and he looks good and looks like his medical is cleared. So it'll be interesting to see how these quarterbacks shake up, how the combine goes, and free agency is right around the corner. This is one of my favorite times of the NFL season is the draft and free agency. The games are awesome, of course, but I love seeing how things shake up, seeing where these players go, seeing how teams change, and then seeing, to me, who's the better team now. And speaking of free agency, we have some news there as well. Franchise tags have been started, um, and then teams can actually start talking to players on March 11th, and then they can sign them on March 13th. That's when free agency begins. It's right around the corner. As far as a franchise tag passed around, T. Higgins has got his franchise tag. He's going to be on the Bengals this year, which that means a couple possible things. First, he might not get a long-term deal. This might be his last year with the Bengals. And second, Tyler Boyd. This could mean they're not going to really re-sign him. If they're focusing on Higgins, getting him done, Tyler Boyd might be the odd man out. And that could be really beneficial for the team he's landing on. And for fantasy reasons, it could really help out Tyler Boyd. Because he's a really good player, but he's behind two superstars. And it's hard for him to really show out how good he is. If he's on another team, he might be really good for us in fantasy. It'll be interesting to see that. And also, some running backs, they're not getting tagged. And it's going to be 
it's going to be very interesting to see where they go. Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler. So many stud running backs that are going to be free agents. They're not getting tagged. They're still going to try to talk to their teams, maybe get a deal worked out. But I don't think any of those guys are going back to their normal team. I think they're all going to change gonna change um, facilities, going to change locations, going to change teams, and it's going to be very interesting. There's a lot of good running backs out there, and I don't know. It's going to really shake up this whole, this whole running back market because I don't think they're going to get that much money. I don't think they're going to get paid because there's so many available and not really a lot of teams that need one. And also Minnesota Vikings, they have um, released Alexander Madison. So Ty Chandler is the only guy there. I imagine they'll add someone, but for now he is the guy. And he's a if he's going to be their guy, he's a solid RB two with RB one upside because he's very dynamic, especially in the passing game. Um, it'll be interesting to see where Madison goes because he's fine. He just didn't really work out being the lead back. So if he's a complimentary piece, then he could be very useful even in fantasy football. But, man, free agency is beginning. It's so much fun to see where these guys go, where Kirk Cousins is going to go, lots of rumors circling around there, where Justin Fields is going to get traded to because you can't imagine he's staying on the Bears. They have to trade him and draft one of these rookie quarterbacks to move forward with their team. And the list can go on and on and on. So many interesting dynamics of free agency where these players are going to go how these teams are going to shake up and that leads us now into talking about the basics of fantasy football what it is next week we'll talk about talk about why we should play this game we'll dive more in the free agency because there'll be more news coming out more about the combine more about the draft but today we'll talk about what is fantasy football and the basics of it it's a game designed where players in the real teams, players in real life, what they do on the field determine how many points are scored in fantasy football. Teams that are in a league, they draft players that are wide open in a pool. Um, they get certain amount of players, certain receivers, certain running, certain amount of running backs, quarterbacks, tight ends that start are their, on their team, or they put them on their bench. Usually, your bench gets about five to seven players that you can switch out of your starting lineup. You also get one defense and one kicker, and then based on how those players play in the real games, score your team points. And then, and during the season, you go head to head one time a week with another manager in your league to see whose team scores the most points that week. And whoever does determines who wins. And then during the year, the team with more wins than losses, usually about four to six teams make the playoffs dependent on the league size. And then during the playoffs, continues on with head-to-head -head matchups all the way down to elimination rounds until you get to the championship. Then that last game, whoever team scores the most points wins the league. They're the number one team. They win the title. They get bragging rights saying they did the best that year. That's how fantasy football is played. And players score points based off usually 
usually normal default settings, which is around around numbers like quarterbacks getting one point for every 25 yards passing, four points for passing touchdowns, receivers, tight ends, and running backs normally score the same, similar, similar rules on their scoring. They get one point for every 10 receiving or 10 rushing yards. They get six points for every receiving or rushing touchdown. And then defenses normally score a little different um, depending on how many yards the defense allowed, how many points they allowed, if they got any turnovers or sacks, or if they score touchdowns themselves. And kickers score points depending on how many extra points they kicked or the length of a field goal they kicked or attempted. So there's lots of different scenarios, lots of different rules, but those are the default. And then how they played in real life is how the team scores points, and that determines who wins. But that's the basics of it. Um, I have an actual on my website. I have a training video completely free that dives into every aspect of what is fantasy football, how to play, why to play, where to get started. Um, and it's just completely free on my website. You can go there to fantasyfootballcu.com, review it, watch it, and see if you want to play one day. And if you are a player of fantasy football, I have a lot of other training courses on how to really play, how to win, how to have success, how to draft, different formats, different types of fantasy football. Lots of good material on that website, fantasyfootballcu.com. You can also join the membership um, or just go on to the free community page, ask any questions, um, or if you have a prayer request, I'd love to pray for you. Okay, that's enough about fake football. Now it's time to get real. And I want to talk about today about conquering the quiet place. What we do behind the scenes, what we do when we're alone, that truly shows some of our character, who we really are. Because what we do in secret, God sees and no one else but God and ourselves. Um, let's start with some scripture. Let's start with Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So he sees what is unseen. He sees what we do in secret. And a lot of times when we're alone, that is when temptation is the strongest. To do something that we normally wouldn't do. To view something that we normally wouldn't view. What we do alone, what we do behind the scenes, is vital in our walk with Christ, in our maturity, in our faith. Because that's when the enemy can really, really get to us and really, really just fill our hearts and minds with temptation and we can give in to stuff that we shouldn't do. And what we should do is be more like Jesus. And what did he do? Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Luke 5, 16. That's what he did. When we're alone... That's when we should really focus in on our faith. We should dive into scripture. We should pray more. We should focus in on growing as children of God, as disciples of Christ, as Christians. We really need to be careful 
about what we do in that quiet place because that's when we really can sin the most. That's when we really can make some mistakes. I've been guilty of that in my past. Lots of times um, when I'm alone, I used to just watch things I shouldn't watch, listen to things I shouldn't listen to, and just waste my time. Time is very valuable. Time is very limited. And what we do with it, especially when we're alone, that can really grow our faith, grow our walk in Christ, or we can take some steps back and need to atone for our mistakes and figure out what we did wrong and move forward. What we do when we're alone in the quiet place is very, very important. Well, everyone, thank you so much for um, listening today in this episode. Next week, we'll dive into more of free agency, more of the combine, maybe even a little bit of the draft, talk about why we should play fantasy football. But in the meantime, visit the website. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer anything you have. God bless you guys. See you next week.